So have you just ever wondered in your life, like, why am I going through this stuff? Or this problem, this issue, this trial or test, or how about, how in the world did I ever get in this mess? Has that ever happened to anybody? Why am I having this problem? I'm thinking, man, you've got to be kidding me. Do I deserve this? Well, that's why we're talking about Problems 101. You know, in a college course, the first introductory course is usually like a 101 or an 1100. It's the introductory course to why you have something, if it's math or sociology or psychology. Well, this is Problems 101 because I'm going to give you the basic down low on why we have problems. And I want you to know that there's, first of all, no way that you're going to get out of problems. There's enough to go around and more. There's one waiting for you right outside the door or the next time you pick up the phone or the next time you see somebody, there's a potential problem. Because having no problems is not scriptural. It's just not scriptural. And there's a couple of types of people. Those that have had a problem. Those that are in a current problem. And those that are going to have a problem. So if we're going to have problems, it's really crucial for us to know how to handle them and deal with them in a scriptural way. So this is Problems 101. And the brother of Jesus, his name was James. He ended up being a leader in the church. He wrote a book that's a very practical book. It's called James. And he talks about problems. So listen to this. James 1, chapter uh, verse 2 through 4. And here's what James says about problems. This is Problems 101. And this is what he has to say about them. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials, tribulations, or problems of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And it says, let perseverance finish its work so that you can be mature, complete, not lacking anything. A recipe for problems and how to get out of them. And James is saying this. I want you to pay attention. He's saying, my brothers and sisters or my brethren. He's talking about people he knew and he's talking about specifically to Christians. Hey, brothers and sisters. You're going to have these things. And he says this. My brethren, in verse 2, count it all joy. When you fall into various trials, this word trials means temptations, tribulations, problems in general. And he says this, some versions say consider it, others say count it. And it means just that. I guarantee that many of you in here can count the problems that you've had just in the last month or so. Much less you dial it back. It's like when you do a search on your transactions in the online banking it says, last 30 days, 
last 60 days, last 90 days, you can go back and you can search transactions to figure out how in the world you either spent so much or charged so much, which is a problem. And, and so you can go back and he says this, to count it or consider it, joy. You see, there's a reason to be joyful in problems, according to the scriptures. That you should count it or consider it joy. The root is like a salutation. It says, consider it joy. For example, hello, problem. How you doing? I recognize you. You've been here before, haven't you? Count it joy. And it says this, when you face in the NIV, when you face problems. The other versions say, when you fall into. And the word when or whenever leaves little doubt. Not, it doesn't say if you fall into problems. It says when you fall into. There's a story in Luke 10, and Jesus is telling this story about a good Samaritan about this man walking between Jerusalem and Jericho. And it says he fell among thieves. He encountered them. He countered them. When you fall into various trials or into diverse or different temptations. You see, problems come in many shapes and sizes. They come in many languages and colors. They come in many... Uh, avenues to get to you. It can be the telephone, a text. It can be a letter. It can be a confrontation. You can have nothing going on bad your whole day. And all of a sudden somebody runs a stop sign in front of you. Or somebody doesn't go quick enough at a stoplight. Because they're on their cell phone. And I know what you want to do. You want to honk your horn. Not toot it. Honk it. And you do that. And somebody about 6'6 six, six gets out. That's a problem. It's a problem you don't want. And it says this. That the testing of your faith. You see. You have to take a test in school. To pass a course. I'll promise you this. You'll have many more tests encountering problems than you'll ever take in school. And these tests come at you so that you, you want to test your competence, test your ability. So when you fall into these trials or tribulations or problems, problem 101, that is to test your faith. Do you have the faith you really ought to have in order to get through a problem. And you have to ask yourself that because it's supposed to produce perseverance or endurance or patience. You see, you can come upon a problem and face it and you can do what Gino talked about today. You can turn around and go back to the way you were. You'll hit that wall and you'll stop. Consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. 
Because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. There was a problem, and it was in the valley of Elah. 1 Samuel 17. It's a story about a problem. It's the story of David and Goliath. The Israelites were on one mountain. The Philistines were on another. And for 40 days, a giant from the Philistines. Some say he was 9 foot. Some say he was 11 foot. But he was big. And he would come down and he would taunt the people of Israel. Come fight. Send your best. And if I win, you're our slaves. If you win, we're your slaves. And the people that heard it every day, including the king, King Saul, were fearful. And then this young boy named David, he was the last, the eighth son of Jesse. He was just a young boy. His father would have him take cheese and bread to the front and feed his brothers. And he got there and he heard this Philistine say, speak the challenge. And it made him mad. And he couldn't understand why nobody was doing anything. And so while they were on these hills and this valley was between them, he would shout this challenge. And David David got irritated. And here's what he said. He said this in 1 Samuel 17. David said to Saul, the youngest one there is now speaking to the king. I want you to know, when you have problems, you may feel like the least, but you have access to the king to help you with your problems. He went to Saul, and here's what he said to Saul. Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go out and fight him. And Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man. And he's been a warrior since his youth. So David was immature. He was only a teenager. Most commentators say he was about 16 years old. Facing a nine foot giant. But he talked to the king. And in 1 Samuel 17, 34, 36, it says this. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock. He said, I went after it and I struck it. I rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. You see, David says, I've faced trouble before. It didn't say he ran from the lion or the bear. It said he pursued them because he had a sheep. God's pursuing us always. And he said, I faced danger before. I, I promise you, those listening to this have faced danger before. 
See, David didn't let the problem facing the lion and the bear, he didn't let it define him. You see, the bottom line is problems, they define us, or we define them. And we got to make a choice if our problems are going to define us or if we're going to define them. David said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Now, we're going to have some problems, but God always, always has a solution. And why is this important? Because his solution is seeing us grow through problems, not be defeated by them. He wants us to count them and say, I defeated that problem, and I defeated this problem, and I defeated this problem. You see, if you look at problems as soon as you hit it, you step back, you go to the right, you go to the left, or you turn around and go back to where you came from, you haven't defeated that problem. God wants you to come up to a problem. And he wants you to confront the problem with his help and get through it. If you turn back to the old way that you used to do it, then you're going to be counting failures and not successes. You're going to be counting the times that they defeated you, not you defeated them. You're going to let problems then define you. I can only get so far. I can never break through. That's not what God wants for you. That's not what God wants for his people. That's God, not what God wants for his church of Jesus Christ. We're going to have problems. Count it joy when you face trials. Because you're going to face them. Are you facing trials today? Is there a problem that's in front of you that needs work What I'd like for you to do is just think about that problem right now as you see it. It may be a long way off or it might be right in front of it. You may be looking at it. Your nose may be up against it looking at it. And what God wants you to do is press through. Hey, I've, I've killed the lion. I've killed the bear. And I pursued it, and I took the sheep out of its mouth, and I slew it. In order to get your sheep back, in order to get that thing that you love back, in order to get that area that you long for back that's been taken from you, you've got to confront it. You've got to pursue it. You got to count it. Hey, problem. I'm a different person now. Yes. I've got a different faith now. I've done this enough time now to know your tricks, Satan. Yes. You're not going to take the things that I love. Count it joy. Amen. Consider the things you've endured. Diamonds are formed from heat 
and pressure. Smashed together deep down in the earth. And I know you've got a diamond in your mind right now that you want back. Something you lost. Here's what Saul said to David. I want you to know that we have access to the king. The 16-year-old goes right to the king of Israel. You have access to the king, to God Almighty. You don't have to go through anybody. You go right to him. That's what Jesus' death and resurrection means. What problem is it you've got? Saul said this to David. Go and the Lord be with you. You see, Saul's saying, you're mature. Saul is saying, I'm not judging you by your age. I'm judging you by your faith. Do you have faith today enough to conquer the problems that you have in front of you? I will tell you, if you know the Lord, if you've given your life to God, the Holy Spirit resides in you, you can go straight to the Father. You don't have to go through anyone. And you can begin to knock on that problem's door and say, hello, problem. I'm counting you. I've seen you before. Hello, this is Pastor Louie. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.